0: Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America, where each episode we bring you a fresh and insightful interview featuring one of the film industry's top directors, conducted by one of their peers. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode takes us behind the scenes of director Sean McNamara's new drama, The Miracle Season. Based on a true story, the film follows a high school volleyball team and their coach, who overcome their grief after the sudden death of their star player and band together in hopes of winning the state championship. In addition to The Miracle Season, Mr. McNamara's credits include the feature films Spare Parts, Hoovy, Soul Surfer*, and Field of Lost Shoes the movies for television, Love in Paradise, and Just in Time for Christmas, and episodes of the television series Even Stevens, That's So Raven, and Chesapeake Shores. Following a recent screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Mr. McNamara spoke with director Helen Hunt about filming The Miracle Season. During their conversation, he discusses the fast-paced 33-day shoot, how his love of sports movies like Rocky influenced The Miracle Season, and how he was able to translate the tension and intensity of a volleyball game to the silver screen. Thanks for
1: coming out on a Saturday. Nervous making to have your movie watched by directors or comforting or both? The
2: most nervous I've the ever been. The most ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know they feel your pain, but after that, it's, it's a right. steep hill. Exactly. Um... I came in for the last 15 minutes because I've seen the movie a few times recently and it's embarrassing to cry at your own movie. So I'm glad nobody saw that.
2: I cry every time. Yeah, and it's I'm the so
1: story, fun. it's the story, it's the story. How did the story find you? I really don't know the answer to that.
2: I um, I had seen it on HBO, uh, Brian Gumble. So when it actually happened, and I remember just you know, thinking, wow, this is an amazing story. And then literally like three or four years later, uh, the LD producers called me, and they sent me the script and that video again. And when I watched the video again, because I always put off reading the script, it was it was just made me ball. And then I just read the script, and I said this would be a pretty decent movie, I think. Yeah,
1: like so many movies, it's had a few you know it had drafts and drafts and contributors. Um, but when I read it, I was taken by the fact that this introverted not super dynamic girl would be the protagonist. That seemed, I don't know if it's unusual, but it seemed just right and like something I could taste in a movie that um, a friend of mine who read it said, if you were writing it, they wouldn't win at the end, but they won at the end. How did you, how 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 did it come, how did it land with Kelly as the protagonist and how did you wrestle with the sort of perfect, imperfect fact that they won?
2: it was it was tough there was it was a couple of things the first draft i read um uh, caroline lived to page like 65 and so it was very it was like gosh we're gonna get to know and be invested in this girl and then i don't know how to come back or bring a, a movie back so that that was a challenge that we we adjusted and then they won 15 times in a row so talk about trying to get drama into that that was definitely a challenge like and then they win. And then they win again. And they right. win. So it was a definite challenge to try to figure out how to make that work. Yeah.
1: Um, other than the obvious casting of the coach, um, <laughs> I got to be in Soul Surfer, which is I'm pretty sure how I wormed my way into this movie. And I will just say as an actor, I did a symposium here with my dad once for um, episodic and pilot directors in particular wanting to know how do you work with actors and i can tell you that if you're in (laughs) i it had been how many years since soul surfer when we did this
2: i think six or seven years a long time
1: um but i did my first scene which was the scene in the library with me and aaron when i say i think we should play and uh, we did the first take and i heard sean say cut genius and i had a minute where i went genius and then I then slowly it dawned on me that's what he says when it's not awful <laughs> I don't remember when you say when it is awful like good great or something that's but really I, good yeah that's really good you know you have just been really horrible but I'll just say which isn't really a question that the positivity factor working with you is high and I think it paid off in every way in this movie um so casting other than me
2: well, it, you know, it's interesting. It, it's finding actors who can play volleyball is a very difficult thing to do because usually girls at that age are either really good and talented at acting or they're really good at volleyball, but rarely do they do both. So at the end of the day, I was like, we have to go with the actors, we have to go with who's going to sell the story and teach them as much about volleyball as we can. So we had Danica. Uh, who
1: plays Caroline?
2: Who plays Caroline and Aaron? Who plays Kelly for two months uh, doing weightlifting and volleyball? And I felt so bad; her arms Aaron were.
1: Aaron weighs about seventeen ounces.
2: Yes, black and if she and were sitting here, arms. she would
1: say her volleyball was not the thing that.
2: Right, she led but with. <laughs> they they were troopers and they did that. And then, just a quick story: on day one, when I finally put them with all the girls, the real volleyball players who are all six feet or so. Literally, first shot, somebody comes up and spikes it into Kelly's face. Luckily, she turned to the side. Yes, right into Aaron's oh face, Lord. knocked her down. And I'm like, no more <laughs> hitting the ball at the actors again, ever. We'll put the doubles in for that and, and do that. So that was – so I, I went for actors first and tried to get the best, and then I found the mid-ground for the, the girls who had less lines, but they had volleyball experience so they could look believable – And then there were actually a couple other parts and financially we couldn't afford both. So I said, let's cut those parts and get real volleyball players so I could stay on them and actually see them hit the ball legitimately. So, and then we made them part of the team and kept them up with that. And then um, William Hurt. I mean, he's uh, I, he just breaks my heart every time he's up in the stands, and he just gives that look. And he's uh, you worked with him before. I did. I, I did the King's Daughter with him, um, which comes out in August. Um, but um, he's he's just uh, he, he's an amazing an amazing actor, and he's he's interesting how you direct him. You can't say like you enter through that door and you sit in the chair and you have the scene. You you have to he'll he'll be confused and not sure what to do. <laughs> So I'll say you've been hungry for 3 hours. <laughs> uh, let's do it. <laughs> and that he'll go I got it now. Yeah. So it's weird you have to like just create an environment. You have to talk to him in, in ways that he's feeling it. He likes he comes from theater. So it's like he wants to rehearse, he wants to feel an environment. So it's I a little bit
1: feel that I'm hungry for 3 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> How do you direct me?
2: Um Well, it's it's, it's interesting. What Helen brings to the project is she is a director and a writer also. So she knows being an actor that the part, the way it's written is so important. So just working with you on the script first is really important. And then we have rehearsals and we sit and we run every single scene with whether it be with William or with the, the girls and we run it. So we talk about if there's any issues or things. So we're like offline doing it. And then on the set, it's just we put it up and we try it, and things happen, and it's like, oh, that's, that's great, and that's not so great, and we just try to find our way. And, um, but it's that preparation that I think is, is key.
1: Something happened. I think it has to do with this, you and the spirit of the story. But um, how many girls are there total? If you take, there's volleyball players who did a wonderful job acting, in my opinion, and actors who did a good job looking like they play volleyball. So the total of the West team was how many?
2: Well, I think there was like 15 of the ones right. but like 10 who had to really that we tried I tried to get have you get to know. So
1: the odds that there's not one jerk in that group. Ugh, yeah. I mean it's a it's a miracle not to be clever but um they loved each other and I brought my daughter and they circled around her like you know the witches in Macbeth yeah. they just it was um it well, that's so wonderful wild. about a
2: sports movie yeah. because that's this is what these young women do. They they're, they get into huddles and they between every play they they come and they even if they blew it they go good job we'll get them next time and they keep going at it and going at it and and that sort of bonding and camaraderie made its way to the set and I think it started with the volleyball players and they taught us because you know we didn't know hey let's do take two all right go <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was that sort of thing that they uh, that was cool.
1: I I made one sports movie which you helped me with called Ride, which was a surf movie. And I directed the finale of Man About You. Both of those had these big montages in it. And I'd never learned. I didn't learn from the first time to the second time. And I got in the editing room and went, let's watch the montage. Oh, it's over. Like I learned that you need 700 million shots to build that. Right, right. Um, you probably knew that and learned well, it or le- learned it the first time.
2: I, I guess, especially in a sports film, you tend to roll a lot of, you know, you get a lot of footage and then you, I usually get a second editor because there's so much footage. The the first editor doesn't want to cut it because there's too much. And so they start culling through it and finding the best pieces. And from those, you can start to build the montage.
1: In terms of prep, I, I don't know if you storyboarded it, but I know what you did, which is hire two great coaches, volleyball coaches, one U.S., one Canadian, right? Right. And they mapped out every shot. And I just, I actually got their days before I shot, and I looked at them both and said, I don't want to look stupid. That's on you. And so they just, I mean, it wasn't, it it was so specifically worked out, point for point for point. I mean, I once in a while he'd say, just play, and we'd shoot. Right, right. But mostly it was bad guys set the ball, Right, right. Good guy said it to the super player or to the nervous freshman. The nervous freshman misses. That's point one. Let's do three takes of that. So there's 10 games
2: with six plays in each game. uh, Can you imagine?
1: This is the only room that actually could feel the uphill climb of that. And
2: then you have to think, I want to cover it kind of wide. I want to get in closer. I want to see their faces. And then you talk to your DP and it's like, you're at the end of the day and you've gotten like one quarter of your shots and you're like, how are we going to do this?
1: One thing I remember offering up is let's have me wear the same thing because in this surf movie I made, I was in it and I wore the same wetsuit all the time, like just that way you can steal whatever you want. And we did. And you did, There's
2: shots from all the games in all the games. Yeah.
1: What prep served you the most that you did and was there anything that you went, oh, next time I'm going to be readier for this or that?
2: Well, for me, the prep starts with meeting the family. I, I met uh, Ernie Found and, um, cause I want to make sure that I don't blow his story. Like I don't want to, you know, this is a real life. This was much more challenging. I mean, Soul Server was challenging, but Bethany went on and lived and she, she is successful. She's married, she has kids. This and is she's
1: the first thing you said to me about you were nervous
2: Right, number three in the world. Now I have to meet this man and he lost his wife and he lost his daughter. And so how do you go in and say, I'm going to make a movie about this? Like, how do you get there? And so we went and we just started having dinner and we had beer and we, two grown men crying sometimes and then talking. But that guy, he's like six, six. I, he just towers above me and he is, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he wakes up every day, but he does. And he made me feel comfortable to ask the questions. And so the prep is trying to find out how this family came back. Mm-hmm. So once I got that, that, then it's working with the writers And then working with, you know, how we make this actually happen, you know, from the script to the screen, finding locations. We shot this up in Vancouver and, um, and it's funny how life goes. I had been on a TV show like a year before and they showed me that house the yellow house and the and the red barn. And that's what Ernie Found had. When I went to Iowa and saw his house, he had a huge red house. He had a, he, he, I'm sorry, a red barn. He had a white house. So I wanted to try to paint the house white, but we couldn't afford to paint the house white. So it stayed yellow. And then it turns out it was like in uh, Smallville. It was the Superman house. So it's funny how you'll go from other projects and bring them into the, the projects you're doing.
1: It occurred to me when I watched this that it's sort of tragic that you shot, um, your volleyball movie digitally, and your surf movie on 35.
2: Right, Wouldn't that's true. Would you give true. anything
1: just to go back and be a Well, to I love film. Out? It, it, it was funny. But, we, I mean, I, you know, it, 35 millimeter. I shot a a sports movie with a red camera in a box with a you know water polo genius. Um, but I didn't shoot it with a 35-millimeter camera. That seems... Well, on
2: Soul Surfer, it was... We were testing, you know, digital. We were going to go digital, and then we realized there was not enough underwater housings for digital cameras to go underwater a lot right. and be out in the water and down the back of a jet ski and in the water and all that stuff. So... We had to go with film, and that's the last movie that I made on film, and it was extraordinary to do it, and I do miss the grain. I miss all the sound. I miss the fact that Mm -hmm. in 10 minutes you have to stop, whereas up here, like, there were half-hour takes. You know, they just kept going because they were playing a volleyball, and that makes it tough in editing because you're just, you know, wading through that much footage.
1: As an actor, I found when when the big switch happened, it was very, and I appreciate when directors keep an eye on this that they just say yeah let's roll whatever and people are still talking and people are still futzing and they're still rewriting in the case of a lot of tv shows and when is it on is it time to start because i don't know when to like get my game face on um, but in this case, I think it served you because you could shoot and shoot and shoot and
2: shoot. Right. Yeah. And it's always, again, sometimes it's just we're behind. <laughs> so how else just say, let's just shoot. Everyone will catch something. in pretty soon. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that one of the volleyball things was we had specific scenes all mapped out. And then I just would let them play so that the camera didn't exactly know where to go. And the players didn't know exactly where they were going. And as long as they didn't hit it in Aaron's face, I was happy. <laughs>
1: Are there movies that you thought about when you made this turn to aspired to be like? Well, I
2: mean, I grew up on Rocky. You know, I just remember going to see that film and 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 just getting out of the theater and running, dun, dun, dun You know, it's just that. <laughs> how was, long did that last? It's till this morning, <laughs> it just keeps going but i but i but I knew that so th- something about sports films have an inherent drama put in it makes it easier to go there 's a beginning in the middle and end they 're going to win or lose up or down, so it helps tell the story but uh yeah, films like that are the ones that I you know really did, and you know um i don 't know I saw McFarlane u s a that was a, a running movie just there's just great sports movies, and I love watching them and
1: I think I called you from. North Carolina, where I was working, and we were talking about it, and I said, can I somehow be Kurt Russell in Miracle? Because if I can do that, then I'd really... Be- and was that Mark, the same coach? Yes, right? Mark Ellis. So the coach who advised and choreographed these shots yeah. did Miracle, and I just... Love that, music.
2: yeah. And he and he's like he's such a great coach because he got everybody. I mean, it was like we were on a team, and the girls they just loved him, and they they would do things for him, and he just got them all excited. Like you were really coaching a real game, and like the film part was there, and he understands film, so he knows how to work it with the camera, and he worked it with the team, so they became really really good.
1: And then talk about um, post and in particular sound, because I know that. Um, First of all, the experience of being with these volleyball players is they're all like a slinky. They're this big, and they're texting and whatever. And then you say, time to warm up. And Shut these six-foot-three yeah. goddesses slam the sh- out of the ball. And it's fantastic to see women oh. being so potent and physically powerful. And that it's the one sport where between every point, you remind each other how great you are. I mean... It's uh, unique in that way, according to the woman that I played. But um, tell me how you made sound decisions about sound.
2: Well, I went and saw them. I didn't know that. You know, you I've seen it, you know, from school and I kind of saw it on television. But I, you know, when I got involved with this film, I went right onto the court with them. And that's when you saw and you felt and you heard the power and, and you heard it and you felt it. So it was my goal to try to make sure that we heard it and felt it here and, uh, and when you see just the athleticism out of these, you just want to capture it. And there's not a lot of volleyball movies to track to go, how did they do it before? So it was really experimentation and, and, and doing, you know, with the iPhone, just kind of testing and shooting some shots and trying to figure it out.
1: Right. Were there any um, sort of all is lost moments that you came back from as a director that kind of we lost the and somehow, you know, the the good enough or better choice came in with well,
2: it sure this was a, a 33 day shoot and i think miracle which was ice hockey had like 60 or 70 days so you know That's what i mean fair. right so 33 days with all that volleyball and and all of that coverage and and, and it's it's fast really so nice. every day and I did. I, I and it was weird. It, it, it was a struggle because I had you know shots on cranes and dollies, and then I was going to move it with the cameras on the court. But because you got to choreograph it with the actors, and then the intention was to get right into their face and you know the dripping and right from you know a, a screamer shot. And the day was over, and I had just gotten the crane shot off. And I was like, uh oh, you know, and then I was like the next game we had, I was like, okay, do I start on their faces first and then work my way out? Because I know that the the more of the drama played in, but in my humble opinion, I didn't get into their face enough because a lot of it, I had to get the wider shots to kind of know what everybody was doing. And for safety reasons, you have to plot every move out. So nobody runs into each other and then you could move in. And then, you know, we pulled players out or, you know, and then got the camera right up to people's faces. But that was the biggest challenge. Like, First of all, you blink, it's lunch, you blink, and it's over for the day. And every day, like when we were at those gyms, we were at a new location. So we only had one day or like a half a day for those games. So that was a challenge. If I were to do it again, I would say, I need a full-time second unit and I need, um, you know, 10 more days just to get the volleyball right.
1: Even second unit, I mean, what I, what I was able to hang on to when I watched it is that you made a narrative. So the nervous girl... Uh, Wants the ball, then doesn't want the ball, and then crushes the ball. And the fiery one, who, by the way, showed up for this movie, and without asking anybody, took a sharpie that doesn't come off and put those eyes on her face. Was like, "How's that?" I was like, like, "I've been doing this a long time, and I've never not asked if I can." But it was great. I (laughs) loved it. Tattoo on my body. All right. I mean, it it was great. She'll be a giant star in six seconds with that attitude. Um, uh, But. Yeah, I, I it, it wasn't just go shoot some volleyball. It was the plot in the volleyball that made us just not watch a lot of green and, you know, red flying around. So that was a huge accomplishment, yeah. I thought. It,
2: I mean, it, it was. And and it. it I've never been on, uh, you know, when, with Soul Surfer, it's, it's a single sport. One person at a time is standing up right. surfing and you could do one. When you have to choreograph, you know, 10 people on – the court and the people on the side right. and everything. Why does she
1: miss the ball? Why does it go to her?
2: And and capture it all. <laughs> that that it was much a larger thing to deal with. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was. Nothing was really story. I only really storyboard special effect shots that's gonna end yeah. up costing some money. So I have to know how we're gonna do it. By the way, on any given day there were only a hundred extras there. I know we just it, it moved was them we around. would move them we'll around their shirt. and we would and then some of the wider shots we digitally and and that's actually easier because sometimes it's hard when you're dealing with so many people on a set, you're like, you there's just too many of you around. Whereas I kept looking in the stands going, God, I hope we have the money to put people in here later. So right. Right. knock on wood they they the, made their the way two in
1: small movies i made i tell people you could have a you could make a drinking game out of spotting how many times <laughs> my the producer moon who you know shows up like oh she's in the camp she also just walked she would walk by and change sweaters and walk by again it's like you just get super humble and desperate with yes, you. You I have this many pennies and that much movie let's right, go right do you um we have kids the same age who now are like She'll say to me sometimes, Mark's at the blah, blah, blah. So I guess they're Instagram something. But do you think about him when you make this movie? Like, how do I keep him from being bored? How do I have him care when he watches it?
2: You know, he, he's in it. Uh, he's as, it was in, as is my
1: daughter, thanks to you. Yeah. Stepson.
2: The redhead. Uh, redhead is
1: my daughter. And the court announcer with the blonde hair is my stepson
2: that's amazing you auditioned
1: and it, for the part to be clear.
2: So yeah. And, and nailed it. So it was amazing. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, what I love that I have three little boys and I just wanted to expose them to a great sports movie and, and they just loved it. And they, you know, it's just girls, guys, they love it all. They love. And, and, and my big thing is getting them away from the digital cause they become monsters. I don't know about, yeah. but, my boys if i don't get them out of the house and swimming or running or doing something and they're on those machines too long it they it's strange the effect that it has and i just i think it's just important that this movie goes and shows young women and young boys go out and play sports go have fun you move your body
1: Uh, Someone at our screening said, it was so fun to see her boyfriend watching her play and having played that girlfriend. (laughs) You know, at the end of the night, they shoot you in the stands with a tear in your eye. It was really fun to have that be, that part goes to the boy and the women are out there playing. That was a relief to my soul.
0: Thank you guys for coming and seeing the movie so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. If you'd like to hear more, you can find past episodes of The Director's Cut wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to click subscribe so you won't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, share, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally.